G'day and welcome to the AOS Coach sneak peek into the 2023 Blades of Corn Battle Tome. In this video, I'm going to pay the blood tithe and summon your allegiance abilities, your new enhancements, the key war scroll changes, the points, and more. Now, Games Workshop did send me a copy of this book in advance, but they're not going to see this video before it goes live. As always, these books are chock full of art, narrative gems, some painting guides, path to glory, as well as that unique code to unlock your rules in the AOS app. Let's start at the Allegiance level, and you've got six Slaughterhost sub-factions in the Reapers of Vengeance, Blood Lords, Baleful Lords, Gortide, Skullfiend Tribe, and the Flayed. I'll show you the rules a little later in this video. Through the Legions of Chaos, you are still able to bring Coalition units. Two in every four units in the army can be Coalition from the Slaves to Darkness faction, as long as it has the Mark of Chaos or the Corn keyword and it doesn't have the wizard keyword. Now those units are going to gain the corn keyword if they don't already have it. The Chaos War Shrine would be an example of what you could take from Slaves to Darkness. One in every four units in the army can be coalition units from the Beast of Chaos faction, as long as they don't have the Zinch, the Slanesh, or a wizard keyword, and those units will gain the corn keyword. You could take a Saigor or Bulgor, but you couldn't take Zangor or Slangor, for example. And if you're unfamiliar with the term coalition units, they aren't allies, which means you can give them enhancements like artifacts. You could choose units that are worth more than 400 points because you'd normally be restricted on your allies in a traditional 2000 point match play battle to 400 points of allies. These don't count, so you can take more of them. With the Locust of Fury, when a friendly Blades of Corn Demon unit is more than 8 inches from all enemy units, it will benefit from the Locust of Fury. Units have a ward of 5 plus when they are benefiting from the Locus of Fury, and if a friendly Blades of Corn Demon unit retreats, they will no longer benefit from the Locus of Fury for the rest of the battle. This used to be reroll hit rolls of 1 for Demon units while in range of a Demon Hero. Murderous to the last, each time a friendly Bloodbound model is slain by an attack made by a melee weapon, you can pick one enemy unit within 3 inches of this model and make a murder roll by rolling a dice. On a 5+, plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound. If the slain Bloodbound model was a hero, they can make 3 murder rolls instead of 1. With Hatred of Sorcery, each time a friendly Blades of Corn unit is affected by a spell cast by an enemy unit or the abilities of an endless spell summoned by an enemy unit, make a Hatred of Sorcery roll by rolling a dice. On a 5+, ignore the effects of that spell or endless spell's abilities on that unit and you receive one blood tie. Now this is improved as it used to be a 6-up spell shrug. You didn't think I would forget about the blood tie, did you? When you're commanding a Blades of Corn army, you can earn Blood Tithe points and spend them to be used on the Blood Tithe rewards abilities and summon units on the battlefield. So you start the battle with zero Blood Tithe points and each time a unit is destroyed, both yours and your opponent's, you will earn one Blood Tithe point. Once at the end of each hero phase, you can spend your Blood Tithe points on one of the Blood Tithe reward abilities from the list on the screen here. Each ability costs the number of Blood Tithe points shown next to its entry, and you can only spend Blood Tithe points on a reward if you have enough Blood Tithe points to do so. It's worth calling out that Rising Hatred and Slaughter Triumphant can be picked multiple times in the same battle, as they are cumulative. For one Blood Tithe, you get the Murder Lust, and up to three different friendly Blades of Corn units more than three inches from all enemy units can make a move of D6. You must roll them separately for each unit, and they can finish this move within three inches of an enemy unit. For two Blood Tithe, you can spend Blood Tithe points on this reward in your opponent's hero phase immediately after the enemy wizard has cast a spell, but before an unbinding attempt is made. Now that spell is automatically unbound, so do not make an unbind roll. If you spend Blood Tithe points on this reward, you cannot spend any Blood Tithe points at the end of the same hero phase. For 3BP, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield and roll 8 dice. For each 5+, plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound, and add 2 to the roll if the enemy unit has a wounds characteristic of 10 or more, or has 10 or more models. 
For 4 BP, pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit within 3 inches of an enemy unit. That Blades of Corn unit can fight. For 5 BP, add one to the Hatred of Sorcery roll until the end of the battle. For 6 BP, improve the Ren characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Blades of Corn units by one until the end of the turn. For 7 BP, roll one dice for each enemy unit on the battlefield that is within three inches of any friendly Blades of Corn unit. On a two plus, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. And finally, for 8 BP, add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Blades of Corn units until the end of the battle. On top of those options, you can summon Demons of Corn. If you've got any blood tie points left at the end of your movement phase, you can summon one unit from the list below and add it to the battlefield and to your army. Each unit you summon costs the number of blood tithe points shown next to its entry, and you can only summon it if you have enough points to do so. When you summon Demons of Corn, they must be set up more than 9 inches from all enemy units, and either wholly within 8 inches of a friendly corn hero, or wholly within 16 inches of the skull altar in your army. So what can you summon, you might ask? The three different bloodthirsters being the Wrath of Corn, the Insensate Rage, and the Unfettered Fury all cost 10 blood tide. A bloodletter host of 20 models will cost you 8 points. Flesh Hounds with 10 models will cost you 6. Uh, bloodletters with 10 models will cost you 5. Blood Crusher unit with 3 models will cost you 5. So will a Skull Cannon costing you 5. And a Herald of Corn on Blood Throne will cost you 5. The Skull Master Herald of Corn will cost you 4. Flesh Hounds with a unit of 5 models will cost you 3, and Bloodmaster Herald of Corn will cost you 3 Blood Tie. There are 8 command traits to choose from, 4 for your Demon Generals and 4 for your Bloodbound Generals. When we look at the Demons, you have Embodiment of Wrath. At the start of your hero phase, roll a dice for each friendly Bloodletter host wholly within 16 inches of the General. On a 2+, you can return D3 slain models to the unit. Favoured by Korn, if your general has this command trait, you begin the battle with one blood tie point. With Firebrand, this general becomes a priest, and if the general is already a priest, they instead know one additional prayer from the blood blessings of Korn. The other option is Unrelenting Hunter, and at the end of the combat phase, if the general has fought in this phase and is within three inches of any enemy units, this general can make a pile-in move. Alternatively, at the end of the combat phase, if this general has fought in that phase and is more than 3 inches from all enemy units, the general can make a normal move or attempt to charge. For your Bloodbound Generals, you have Diabolical Purpose. Add 1 to the damage characteristic of attacks made by this general that targets an enemy hero. Barbarian Lord adds 1 to the run rolls and charge rolls for this general, and for friendly Blood Reavers, Claws of Karanak or Flesh Hound units while they're wholly within 16 inches of the general. Lord of the Gore Chosen, add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Gore Chosen units while they're wholly within 16 inches of this general. And then High Priest of Corn is for priests only. In each of your hero phases, your general can chant two prayers that they know instead of one. Now my favourite command traits would be Unrelenting Hunter for a Demon General or High Priest of Corn for your Bloodbound. Unrelenting Hunter on a Bloodthirster General is going to keep it in combat fighting while you're putting the Fear of Corn into your opponents, maybe even avoiding an Unleashed Hell or a Redeploy, while the High Priest gives you an additional prayer benefit alongside a solid prayer law, as well as the Skull Altar boosts that are going to combine nicely. Next is your Artifacts, and you have 8 to choose from, 4 for being Demon, 4 for being Bloodbound. The Demonic Adornments are for Blades of Corn Demon Heroes only. Mark of the Blood Reaper, the Bearer, has a ward of 4 plus against Mortal Wounds. Argarth King of Blades, ward rolls cannot be made for enemy units while they're within 3 inches of the Bearer. Halo of Blood gives the Strike first effect to the Bearer, while the Skullshard Mantle adds 2 to the Hatred of Sorcery roll made for the Bearer. Murderous Artifacts are for Blades of Corn Bloodbound Heroes only. The Blood Rune at the end of the combat phase, if any wounds caused by an attack made by the Bearer were allocated to a hero or a monster, and they weren't negated, you will receive one Blood Tithe point. 
The banner of blood is for blood secretors only, and you can reroll charge rolls for friendly blades of corn units wholly within 16 inches of the bearer. The crimson plate gives the bearer a ward of 5 plus. While the gore cleaver makes you pick one of the bearer's melee weapons, and you improve the ren characteristic of this weapon by one. In addition, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by that weapon is a 6, that attack causes one mortal wound to the target, in addition to any damage it inflicts. My favourite artifacts would be the Halo of Blood for a Demon Hero, and either the Banner of Blood if you take a Blood Secretor, or the Crimson Plate if you don't. Who doesn't want a Strike First Bloodthirster? But if you find your hero is getting sniped by mortal wounds before combat, I could be swayed towards a Mark of the Blood Reaper. The Banner of Blood on a Blood Secretor giving you reroll charges for friendly Blades of Corn units that are wholly within 16 inches just increases your offensive ability and likely help you land a few more units into combat and save you a command point for other actions. There is one Corn Prayer Law that's available to all Blades of Corn Priests including your unique units. Strap yourself in for story time with Coach, here are your six prayers. Blood Sacrifice has an answer value of 4 and a range of 8. If answered, pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit wholly within range and visible to the chanter. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds and you receive one blood tie point. Bloodbind has an answer value of 3 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one enemy unit within range visible to the chanter and more than 3 inches from all friendly units. Your opponent must make a move up to 8 inches for that unit. All of the models in that unit must finish its move as close as possible to the chanter and can finish that move within 3 inches of units in your army. Bronze Flesh has an answer value of 3 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit wholly within range and visible to the chanter. Add one to the save rolls for attacks that target that unit until the start of your next hero phase. Killer Instinct has an answer value of 3 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit wholly within range, visible to the chanter, and more than 3 inches from all enemy units. Now that unit can make a normal move. Unholy Flames has an answer value of 4 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit that's wholly within range and visible to the chanter. Until the start of your next hero phase, improve the Ren characteristic of that unit's melee weapons by 1. And finally, Witchbane Curse has an answer value of 4, and if answered, pick one enemy wizard that is visible to the chanter. Until the start of your next hero phase, subtract one from the casting roll for that unit. In addition, until the start of your next hero phase, each time that unit attempts to cast a spell and that spell is not successfully cast, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Now there's plenty of good prayers here. I'm drawn to Killer Instinct to get that threat piece up the board sooner and reduce the charge distance or Bronze Flesh to really tank up a unit. Mighty Skull Crushers, for example, went up to a base characteristic of a 2 plus save, spoiler alert, and between Bronze Flesh and all that defense, I could really soak up some serious damage by negating up to Ren minus 2 while still remaining on a 2 plus save. Unholy Flames is another cracking prayer to improve Rend on a unit. You will see later that the Slaughter Priest did lose the Bloodbind Prayer off the War Scroll. You do have six sub-factions to choose from, as I previously mentioned. Reapers of Vengeance add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Reapers of Vengeance demon units that target an enemy hero. In addition, each time an enemy hero is slain, you receive one blood tie point. Bloodlords, when you use the Decapitating Blow ability on a Bloodlords Bloodletter unit, mortal wounds are caused on an unmodified roll of 5 instead of a 6 if that unit made a charge move in the same turn. Baleful Lords, when a friendly Baleful Lord Bloodthirster other than Scarbram is wholly within 8 inches of another friendly Baleful Lord Bloodthirster other than Scarbrand, use the top row of its damage table regardless of how many wounds it suffered. Gortide add 1 to the wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Gortide bloodbound units that target an enemy unit that is contesting an objective that you do not control, or that target an enemy unit wholly within enemy territory. Skullfiend Tribe, if you make an unmodified charge roll of an 8+, plus for a friendly Skullfiend Tribe bloodbound unit, the strike first effect applies to that unit until the end of the turn. 
And with the flayed friendly, flayed bloodbound units have a ward of 5 plus if they've been picked to fight in the same phase. As expected, you've got grand strategies, battle tactics, and unlike Slanesh, you've gained a core battalion for match play. Your grand strategies are the Blood Legion March, Bring Me a Worthy Skull, Read the Blood Tide, and Disciples of Carnage. The Blood Legion's March, you complete this grand strategy if in every battle round after the first, you summoned a Blades of Corn Demon unit to the battlefield by spending Blood Tithe points. Bring me a worthy skull. At the start of your first battle round, ask your opponent to pick one hero from their enemy to be a worthy foe. And you complete this grand strategy if that hero is slain and the model picked to be your general has not been slain. Reap the blood tithe. You complete this grand strategy if in every battle round after your first, you've spent blood tithe points to use a blood tithe reward and you did not use the same blood tithe reward more than once. Disciples of Carnage, you complete this grand strategy if you've completed at least four battle tactics, and every battle tactic you completed was from the Corn battle tactic list. If I'm picking a grand strategy from this list, it's likely to be Bring Me a Worthy Skull, but I'll want to make sure that my general can survive and I've got enough killing power to bring down some of the mightiest heroes because you might have to bring down Archeon. None of these stand out as easy to me, so I still may lean into my general's handbook though. You've got six battle tactics being Blood for the Altar, Slay the Sorcerer, A Trial of Skulls, No Cowards Among Us, Leave None Standing, and the Battlefield Runs Red. Blood for the Altar, pick one enemy unit within eight inches of your Skull Altar. You complete the battle tactic if that enemy unit is destroyed during this turn. Slay the Sorcerer, pick one enemy wizard hero on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if that hero is slain during this turn. The Trial of Skulls, pick one friendly unit. You complete the battle tactic if eight or more enemy models are slain by attacks made by that unit during the turn. No Coward Amongst Us, you complete the battle tactic if all friendly Blades of Corn units on the battlefield are within eight inches of any enemy units. Leave None Standing, pick one friendly unit within three inches of any enemy units. You complete this battle tactic if that unit fights in the combat phase of this turn and at the end of the phase there are no enemy units within 3 inches of that unit. Finally the battlefield runs red, you complete the battle tactic if 4 or more units were destroyed this turn. Finally you do have one core battalion that you can use in match play and that is the Gore Chosen. You are mandatory to pick 5 Gore Chosen units and there is an optional 3 Gore Chosen units as well. The benefit is a unified one drop, as well as magnificent for that extra enhancement. If you haven't looked at your Bloodbound lately and you don't know who the Gore Chosen are, a couple of options will be your Bloodstoker, your Exalted Deathbringer, your Skull Grinder, the Slaughter Priest, the Blood Secretor, as well as the new Realm Gore Ritualist. Let's look at all your War Scroll changes now, starting with your Faction Terrain, the Skull Altar. The only change I noticed was in Invocate Judgment. While a Blades of Corn Priest garrisons this terrain feature, double the range of any prayers it chants to summon invocations. It used to let non-priests summon invocations. Let's look at your Bloodthirsters now, starting off with Daddy Thurster himself, Scarbrand. There's been a change to the wounds characteristic, and Scarbrand now has 16 wounds, so he's gained 2 wounds. There's been a change to the Slaughter profile, it now hits on 2s and wounds on 2s, it used to hit on 4s and wound on 3s. The damage table has changed, it's now 0 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12 and 13 plus. There's been a change to Scarbrand's Rage, at the start of each battle round after the first, unless this unit has fought in both combat phases in the previous round, it becomes enraged until the end of that battle round. While it's enraged, use the bottom row on the damage table, regardless of how many wounds has been allocated to it. There's been a change with total carnage, and some additional text has been added, and that is the attack characteristic of carnage cannot be modified. It still does 8 mortal wounds if your dice roll is equal or greater than the opponent's save roll, and 16 if you roll that 6. Inescapable Wrath has changed as well. This unit can attempt to charge if it's within 18 inches of an enemy unit instead of 12, and you can roll 3d6 instead of 2d6 when making a charge roll for this unit. This was a re-roll to charges. 
The Wrath of Corn Bloodthirster has changed as well. It too now has 16 wounds, so gain two wounds there. The move also starts at 12. It was 10, but the movement characteristic still degrades against the damage table as it always has. There's a change in the Hellfire Breath, and the attack characteristic of the Hellfire Breath is equal to the number of models in the target unit to a maximum of 10. Now it's ranges 8, hits on 2s, wounds on 3s, rend 1 for 1 damage. It used to be on a 2+, plus, you do D3 mortal wounds. There's a change to the Blood Flail. It is range 8. Uh, the Mighty Axe of Corn is now 8 attacks. It used to be 6, and it's now hitting on 2+. Plus. Its damage table has also changed, 0 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12, and 13+. Plus. It did lose some abilities. It lost the Relentless Hunter, the Rune Crown of Corn, and the Lord of the Blood Hunt. It gained the Commander of Tyrant's Rule in the combat phase when you pick this unit to fight for the first time in that phase. You can pick one friendly Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage or Unfettered Fury wholly within 16 inches of this unit, and that has not yet fought in that phase. This unit and that unit can fight one after another in the order of your choosing. It also gained the Marshal of Korn's Legions, and once per turn this unit can issue a command without a command point being spent. The Bloodthirster of Infetted Fury has also gained 2 wounds, so it's now 16 wounds characteristic, and its move also starts at 12. Its damage table is also the same, 0 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12, and 13+. plus. There has been a change to the Lash of Corn. Its range is 8, so it's gone down from 12. The Mighty Axe from Corn is 8 attacks, it used to be 6. It's now hitting on 2s, it used to hit on 3s. There's been a change in the Land Rebels. Subtract 1 from hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units while they're within 8 inches of any friendly units with this ability. In addition, at the end of the combat phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit within 8 inches of any friendly units with this ability. On a 4+, that enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. It was a hero phase mortal wound to an enemy on a 5+, so I reckon this is an improvement. It did lose the drawn in for the kill and rejoice in the slaughter abilities, but it did gain beckon the hunt. At the start of your charge phase, you can pick one friendly Blades of Corn unit wholly within 16 inches of this unit that is not a hero. Until the end of that phase, that unit can attempt to charge if it's within 18 inches of an enemy unit instead of 12, and you can roll 3d6 instead of 2d6 when making a charge roll for that unit. The Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage has changed to have 16 wounds as well, so plus 2 to that, and its movement characteristic is also starting at 12. The Great Axe of Corn now does D3 plus 3 damage. It used to be D6, so there's less variability and more likely to do damage. Its damage table is exactly the same as the other Bloodthirsters I've previously spoken about. It did lose the Rage Unbound, which was the re-rolling hit rolls of 1, it also lost the Bloodthirsty Charge, which was the re-roll charges for demons that were wholly within 16 inches. And from what you can see here, they've really stripped back this War Scroll. The Skull Taker has gained 2 wounds and is now 7 wounds. The Slayer Sword is now range 2, so it used to be range 1. It has 5 attacks, used to be 3. Hits on 2s, used to be 3s. And does 2 damage where it used to do 3. There's a change in the Hero's Bane. At the start of the combat phase, you can say the Skull Taker is issuing a challenge. If you do so, pick one enemy hero within three inches of this unit. Until the end of that phase, the Strike First effect applies to this unit, but all of the attacks it makes in that phase must target that enemy hero. It used to be reroll hit and wound rolls that targeted that hero. It lost Decapitating Strike, which used to do three mortal wounds on a hit roll of a six. It also lost the Cloak of Skulls and Head Must Roll abilities. It did gain a new Slayer Sword ability, and if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a Slayer Sword is six, that attack causes two mortal wounds to the target, and the attack sequence ends. If the target is an enemy hero, that attack causes three mortal wounds instead, and the attack sequence ends. It also gained another rule called Skulls for the Skull Throne, and if this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, each time an enemy hero is slain by the attacks made by this unit, you receive one additional Blood Tithe point. 
Karanak has also gained two wounds, so it's now seven wound characteristic. There's been a change in Unflagging Hunter. Add two to the charge rolls for this unit. It used to be reroll charges. Brass Collar of Bloody Vengeance no longer can dispel an endless spell. It can still unbind a spell, and it can still do D3 mortal wounds to a wizard if it's successful. There's been a change in Prey of the Blood God. After deployment, but before the first battle round begins, pick one enemy hero to be this unit's quarry. At the end of the enemy movement phase, if this unit is more than 9 inches from all enemy units, it can make a normal move. It must finish its move closer to its quarry than it did at the start of that move. This used to be reroll hits and wound rolls against that one hero. There's also a change in Call of the Hunt. If this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, friendly summoned flesh hounds can be set up within 9 inches of enemy units as long as they're set up wholly within 8 inches of this unit. This rule used to let you summon 5 free flesh hound units. Speaking of flesh hounds, the unflagged hunters is the same as Karanak. Collars of Corn no longer lets you dispel an endless spell or gives you a plus one to your unbind roll if there are 10 or more models, though it can still unbind, it just can't dispel. The flesh hounds have gained a champion model and it gets plus one attack. The Bloodmaster Herald of Corn has gained an extra wound, so it's now on 6 wounds. The Blade of Blood is now 2 inch range, it used to be 1 inch, and it's 2 damage, it used to be only 1. There has been a change in Decapitating Blow, and if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with the Blade of Blood is a 6, that attack causes 2 mortal wounds to the target, and the attack sequence ends. It used to only be 1 mortal wound plus the normal damage. There's been a change to the blood must flow and the range has been extended to be wholly within 16. It used to be 12 inches to get a unit of blood letters fighting at the same time as the blood master's activation. It's gained a rule called blood mark and that is a prayer with an answer value of 3 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one enemy unit that's in range and visible to the chanter. Until the start of your next hero phase, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with friendly Blades of Corn Demon units that target that enemy unit. Bloodletters have changed and they have gained an extra wound, so they're now two wounds each. The Hellblades have increased their range, they're now range two. They've got two attacks each, they used to only have one. They now hit on threes, they used to hit on fours. They did lose the Blood-Soaked Banner, which gave them re-rolled your charges as well as the Murderous Tide, which used to give them plus one to hit when there were 20 or more models. The Icon Bearer has changed. If the Unmodified Battleshock roll is a 1, while this unit has a Icon Bearer, you can return one slain model to this unit, and no models flee in this unit in that phase. Musicians have changed, and now it's plus one to charge rolls while it has a Hornblower, it used to force enemy units to re-roll Battleshock tests on a roll of a 1, and Decapitating Blow has changed as well. It no longer does normal damage if you trigger the mortal wounds on a 6 to hit. Blood Throne has changed, and it's now 10 wounds. It used to only have 7. There's a change in the Blade of Blood. It has a range of 2 and does 2 damage. The Hellblades is range 2, 4 attacks, hits on 3s. There's a change in the Gore Feast, and each time an enemy model is slain by an attack made by this unit, you can heal one wound allocated to this unit. It used to be a D3 heal just once. Decapitating Blow has also changed, and it's the same as the other models, except the mortal wounds will vary depending on the weapon's damage. So the Blade of Blood will do two mortal wounds, and the Hellblade will do one mortal wound. It's also gained a rule called the Blood Call, and that's a prayer. It has an answer value of 3 and a range of 16. Now add 1 to the chanting roll if the chanter is within 3 inches of an enemy unit. If answered, pick one friendly Bloodletter host or Blood Crusher unit that's wholly within range and visible to the chanter. If that unit is a Bloodletter host, you can return D6 models to that unit. If it's a Blood Crusher unit, you can return one slain model to that unit. The Skullmaster Herald of Corn's save has changed. It's now a 3 plus save. It used to be 4. And it's 7 wounds. It used to have 6. The Blade of Blood is a 2 inch range and does 2 damage. The Decapitating Blow is the same as the Bloodmaster Herald of Corn. 
There's been a change with Slaughterous Charge. After this unit makes a charge move, pick one enemy unit within three inches of this unit and roll a dice. On a 2+, plus, that enemy suffers D3 mortal wounds. The range has extended from 1 to 3 inches, and it now does 3 mortal wounds rather than D3 mortal wounds. It did lose the Slaughterer and Rune ability, but it did gain Herald of the Blood Thunder Stampede. Now, once per battle at the start of the charge phase, you can say that the Skullmaster will declare the Blood Thunder Stampede. If you do so until the end of that phase, you can reroll charge rolls for this unit and friendly blood crusher units that are wholly within 16 inches of this unit. Blood Crusher's save has changed. It's now a 3 plus save. It used to be 4. It's also 5 wounds. It used to be 4. The Hellblade range has changed to be 2 inch range and 2 attacks used to be 1. And 3 plus to hit, it used to be 4s. The Musician and the Standard Bearers are the same as the Blood Letters, so plus one to your charge, and you can bring back a Slain model on a Battleshock roll of a one. The Decapitating Blows has changed, again, same as the Blood Letters, so it'll deal one Mortal Wound on a roll of a six. And Murderous Charge has changed. After this unit's made a charge move, pick one enemy unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit that is within three inches of that enemy unit. For each roll of a 2 to a 4, that enemy suffers 1 mortal wound. For each 5 plus, that enemy suffers 2 mortal wounds. The Skull Cannons had an increase to its wounds characteristic. It's now 8 wounds, so it's gained a wound. There's a change in the Burning Skulls. It's now range 18. It used to be range 30. Uh, it's 4 attacks. It used to be 1. And D3 damage, it used to be D6 damage. The Hellblades is 2-inch range, 4 attacks, hitting on 3s. There's been a change in Decapitating Blow. It's the same as the Blood Letters, dealing 1 Mortal Wound on hits of 6. And the Burning Skies ability has been lost. That used to give you plus 1 to hit if you were targeting a unit with 10 or more models. Next up is our new unit, the Realm Gore Ritualist. The Realm Gore Ritualist cursed both the enemies of Korn and the lands itself. Blasphemous hexes are laid upon the foes to sap their strength, while bleeding runes are carved into the earth, imbuing it with an aura of rage that drives their allies to commit relentless acts of murder. Now the Realm Gore Ritualist is 100 points, and you get a 5-inch move, a 5-plus save, a Bravery 8, and a 5-wound hero. It has one melee profile and no missile weapon attacks. That melee profile is the Ritual Dagger that has 1-inch range, 1 attack, hits on a 3, wounds on a 3, rend 2 for d6 damage. Desecrating Blood Runes, once per battle at the end of your movement phase, you can pick one objective or terrain feature within 3 inches of this unit and say it's been marked with the Desecrating Blood Runes. If you do so until the end of the battle, add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly bloodbound units while they're wholly within 8 inches of an objective or a terrain feature. The Ritualist does have a prayer and that's the Blood Hex. It has an answer value of 4 and a range of 16. If answered, pick one enemy unit within range and visible to the Chanter. Until the start of your next hero phase, subtract one from the attack characteristic of that unit's melee weapons to a minimum of one. Now the key words that the Realm Gore Ritualist has is Chaos, Blades of Corn, Mortal, Corn, Bloodbound, Hero, Priest, Gore Chosen, and Realm Gore Ritualist. Now looking at our mortals, and Corgus Call has gained an extra wound, so it's now seven wounds. The Axe of Corn is six attacks, it used to be three. Ren minus two, it used to be Ren minus one. And two damage, it used to be D3. The Collar of Corn is the same as the Flesh Hound, so there's no dispel attempt. There's been a change in the Reality Splitting Axe. Each time this unit fights, wounds caused by the Blood Dark Claws must be allocated before wounds caused by its Axe of Corn. At the end of any phase, if any wounds caused by this unit's Axe of Corn in that phase were allocated to an enemy model, and that enemy model has not been slain, roll a dice. On a 5+, plus, that enemy model is slain. There's also been a change to the Lord of the Gortide. If this unit is included in a Gortide army, once per battle at the start of the combat phase, you can say that Cole will unleash the Wrath of the Gortide. If you do so until the end of that phase, each time a friendly Gortide Bloodbound model is slain, you can make one additional murder roll. 
it did lose the favored by Corn, which was a re-roll hits ability. The Lord of Corn on Juggernaut has had a save characteristic change. It's now a base save of 2+. There's been a change in the Wrath Forged Axe, and it's 6 attacks. It used to be 3, and damage 2, it used to be D3. The Brass Clad Shield is a 5-up ward against spells and endless spells. It used to be only for spells. The Slaughterous Charge is the same as the Skullmaster Herald of Corn, which is after a charge move, targets within 3 inches on a 2+, will take three mortal wounds. It did lose the Demonic Axe ability and the Blood Stampede ability, but it did gain a new rule called the Lord of the Brass Stampede. Once per battle at the start of the charge phase, you can say that this unit will declare a Brass Stampede. If you do so until the end of that phase, you can reroll charge rolls for this unit and friendly Mighty Skull Crusher units that are wholly within 16 inches of this unit. Scar Bloodwrath's wounds have changed as well, so it now has six wounds, it's gained an extra wound, and there's been a change in the Murderous Paragon. If this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, you can make one additional murder roll each time a model from a friendly Wrathmonger unit within eight inches of this model is slain. Next up is Valkyrie the Bloody, and I wish I could tell you there was a model change. Unfortunately, we're still on the current sculpt. How I wish she got a Bellacore glow up. Anyway, Valkia has six wounds, so she's gained an extra wound. The melee attack is down to five attacks, so it's actually lost an attack, but it's now doing two damage, so it's actually gained a point of damage per attack. The Demon Shield now gives Valkia a ward save of a five plus. It used to give a minus one to wound. There's been a change in the gaze of corn. You get to add 3 to the bravery characteristic of other friendly bloodbound units while they're wholly within 16 inches of this unit. However, friendly bloodbound units cannot retreat while they're wholly within 16 inches of this unit. It did lose the Spear Sorpene ability as well as on Bloodstained Wings, but it did gain the Red Angel of Slaughter. During deployment, instead of setting up this model on the battlefield, you can place it to one side and say that it's set up in the skies as reserve. If you do so, at the end of your movement phase, you can set up this unit on the battlefield more than 9 inches from all enemy units. Then you can pick one enemy unit within 10 inches of this unit and roll the dice. On a roll of a 1, nothing happens. On a roll of a 2+, that enemy unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the roll. The Mighty Lord of Corn has gained an extra wound. It's now 7 wounds. The Axe of Corn is now 5 attacks, so it's gained 2 attacks. It's also Rend minus 2 and Damage 2. The Blood Dark Claws is also Rend minus 1, where it used to have no Rend. The Collar of Corn is exactly the same as the change that I've talked about with other Collars. It did lose the Gore Lord and the Realm Splitting Axe, but it did gain Bring Me Their Skulls. You can use this command ability at the start of the combat phase, this unit must issue the command, and the unit that receives the command must be a friendly Gore Chosen unit. The Strike First effect applies to that Gore Chosen unit until the end of that phase. The Blood Secreta has changed, and the movement is now 5 inches, so it's gained a point of movement. It did lose a point of bravery, it's now bravery 8, and it's now 6 wounds, so it's actually gained a wound. There's been a change to the Ensorcelled Axe, and it's now doing 2 damage where it used to do 1. There's a change in the Rage of Corn. Once per battle at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one friendly unit on the battlefield with this ability and plant its icon of corn. If you do so, add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Blades of Corn units on the battlefield until the end of that phase. Now it's a once per game ability. It did lose Lotham Sorcery, which was reroll spells within 16 inches, but it did gain Icon of the Blood God. If this unit issues the Rally Command to a friendly Bloodbound unit with a Wounds characteristic of 3 or less, you can return one slain model to that unit for each 4+, plus instead of a 6. The Slaughter Priest has had a movement reduction. It's now a movement 5. It used to be 6. The Bloodbath Axe is now hitting on 3s and Ren minus 2. The Hackblade and the Wrath Hammer Weapon Profile has merged. It's now range 2, 5 attacks, 3s to hit, 4s to wound, Rend 1 for 2 damage. 
There's a change in Scorn of Sorcery, which is the same as the Collar of Corn. It's no dispels, only unbinds. And as I previously mentioned, the Bloodbind Prayer is now not on the War Scroll. The Skull Grinder has also gained an extra wound, so it's now Wounds of 6. There's been a change in the Brazen Anvil. It's now wounding on 3s. It used to wound on 2s. It did lose the Favoured by Corn and the Fiery Anvil. The first one being Bone Crushing Strikes. Add one to the damage characteristic of this unit's Brazen Anvil for attacks that target an enemy monster. In addition, if any wounds caused by an attack made by this unit's Brazen Anvil are allocated to an enemy monster, the Strike Last effect applies to that enemy monster until the end of the phase. The other rule it gained is Tempered with Fury. At the end of deployment, you can pick one other friendly Bloodbound hero within 8 inches of this unit to have its weapons tempered. If you do so, pick one of the weapon's melee weapons and improve the Ren characteristic of that weapon by one until the end of the battle. The same unit cannot be picked to have this weapon tempered more than once in the same battle. The Aspiring Deathbringer is now a save of 3+, plus. it used to be 4, and it's now 6 wounds where it's gained an extra wound there. The melee weapon profile has changed and it's merged to be the Gorax and Skullhammer. It's range 1, 5 attacks, hits on 3s, wounds on 3s, Ren 1 for 2 damage. It did lose the Bane of Cowards and the Slaughterer Incarnate, but it did gain favour through Triumph. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit is a 6 and the target is a hero, that attack causes one mortal wound to the target in addition to any damage it inflicts. The Exalted Deathbringer has had a save decrease. It's now a save of 5 plus. It used to be 4s. Ruinous Axe has changed. It's now 4 attacks. It used to be 3. 3 plus to hit used to be 4. Wounds on 4 used to be 3s. And 3 damage it used to be 2. The Impaling Spear is Rend minus 2 and damage 2. The Skull Gorger is not triggered if the Impaling Spear is taken. And that's the D3 mortal wounds back to the enemy with a save roll of a 6. It did lose some abilities like the Axe and Shield option, the Bloodied Lieutenant ability, the Rune Marked Shield, Brutal Impalement, and the Brutal Command. It did gain the Blood Marked Warrior, and this unit has a ward of 5+. It did also gain First of the Gore Chosen. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by this unit while they're wholly within 8 inches of another friendly Bloodbound unit that is the General. With the Blood Reavers, your Reaver Blades is now 2 attacks, it used to be 1, 3 plus to hit, used to be 4s. The Meat Ripper Axe is now 2 attacks, it used to be 1. The Musician no longer gives you plus 1 to run, it's only plus 1 to charge. There's a change to Friendly Devotion, and that is add 1 to the Wound Rolls for attacks made with melee weapons if this unit is wholly within 16 inches of any friendly Corn Totems. It did lose the Reaver Blade abilities, which used to give you reroll hit rolls of 1. With the Wrathmongers, they've gained an extra point of Bravery, and they're now Bravery 8. There's a change with the Wrath Flails, and they are now hitting on 3s. It used to hit on 4s. The Blood Fury has changed, and if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a melee weapon that targets this unit is a 1, the attacking unit suffers 1 mortal wound after all the attacks have been resolved. Now this used to deal back mortal wounds when a model died. Finally it lost the Furious Assault which used to give you plus one to hit when it charged. Blood Warriors have had a change to their save and it's now a three plus save. They used to be fours. The Gorax and Gore Fist is now Rend minus one. The Gore Glaive is a Rend minus two. Paired Goraxes are the same as the Gorax and Gore Fist but you do get one extra attack. There's been a change to No Respite, and if this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, each time a model in this unit is slain, you can make two murder rolls instead of one. This used to be a fight on death ability. You did lose the Gorax ability, which was re-roll hit rolls of one when you had the pair of Goraxes. Mr. Whippy the Bloodstoker had a movement reduction. It used to be six. It's now a move of five. There's been a change to Torture Blade, and it's Ren minus 1 for 2 damage. The Blood Whip is now wounding on 3+, plus. it used to be 4+. Plus. And there's also been a change to Whipped to Fury. At the start of your movement phase, you can pick up to D3 other friendly Bloodbound units within 3 inches of this unit, and roll a dice for each of those units. 
Now, regardless of the roll, the unit can run and still charge later in the turn. But if you roll a one, that unit also suffers one mortal wound. Mighty Skull Crushers have had a save change. It's now a save of two plus. Its Sorcerer Axes has gained an attack. It's now four attacks each. It's rend minus one where it used to not have rend. The Blood Glaive is a range of two, four attacks, and Ren minus two. The Standard Bearer is now giving plus one to the Bravery. It used to give you plus two to Bravery. There's been a change to Murderous Charge. After this unit makes a charge move, pick one enemy unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit that's within three inches of the enemy unit. For each two, three, or four, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound, and for each five plus, that enemy unit suffers two mortal wounds. It also gained the Brass Clad Shield. This unit has a ward of 5 plus against mortal wounds caused by spells and mortal wounds caused by the abilities of endless spells. So this is the same as the Lord of Corn on Juggernaut. Skull Reapers have changed and it's got a bravery of 8 now. It used to be 7. All the melee profiles except for the Vicious Mutations have merged to become this single Demon Forge weapon. It's range 2, 4 attacks, hits on 3s, wounds on 3s, rend 1 for 1 damage. It's a minor improvement, but you're now getting rend. Uh, the Vicious Mutation is wounding on 3s and rend minus 2. You did lose the Trial of Skulls and the Murderous to the last but you did gain Reap of the Deadly Toll. Add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by this unit if the target unit has five or more models. Claws of Karanak and Drom and the Gore Chosen of Drom are the same as they are in the current app. There's a couple of changes with Skylar. The Brutal Fist is now eight attacks. It used to be 2d6. The Brass Collar of Corn is the same as every other collar I've talked about, so it no longer can dispel. It did lose the Raging Fury, which was an ability that was tied to the random attacks that the Brutal Fist had. So, the Korgorath's Horrific Predators has changed. Enemy units cannot receive the Inspiring Presence command while they're within three inches of any friendly units with this ability. It also gained Violent Monstrosity. Now, if this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, when this unit is destroyed, you can make five murder rolls instead of one. Magor's Fiends have had a couple of changes. The save characteristic have changed to be a save of three, bravery of seven, and three wounds. The weapon profiles have been simplified. It's one inch range, three attacks, hits on threes, wounds on threes, ren minus two for d3 damage, while the Gorax has now gained a rend of minus one. There's been a change to No Respite, and it's the same as the one that's on the Blood Warriors. Uh, it did lose Magor's red-handed ability, as well as the Blood Scent, but it did gain a rule called Blood Tooth. The first time this unit is set up on the battlefield, you must set up one Fleshhound unit consisting of one model to the battlefield and add it to your army. Now set up that Fleshhound unit wholly within 3 inches of this unit, and more than 9 inches from all enemy units. Garrick's Reavers has had a couple of changes. Uh, it's now two wounds each. It used to be one wound. The weapon profiles have been simplified. Uh, the Reaver Axe is now range one, three attacks, hits on threes, wounds on fours, rend minus one for one damage. There's been another change where if this unit is included in a Blades of Corn army, at the end of the combat phase, if this unit is on the battlefield and any enemy models were slain by the attacks made by this unit in this phase, you receive one additional blood tithe point. You did lose the Frenzied Devotion and the Reaver Blades abilities. The last War Scrolls to look at before we get to points is your invocations. Don't at me about the endless spells that it says on the screen there. The Hex Gorge's range has been reduced. It's now affecting enemy wizards within 8 inches. It used to be 12 inches for the minus 2 to casting. The Bleeding Icon has had a change in the Sigil of Doom. Units cannot receive the Inspiring Presence command while they're within 8 inches of this invocation. In addition, if a unit fails a Battleshock test within 8 inches of the Bleeding Icon, roll a dice. On a 1 to a 5, add D3 to the number of models that flee. On a 6, add D6 to the number of models that flee. Then this invocation is removed from play. This ability has no effect on corn units. Finally, the Wraith Axe has had no changes. 
So there were plenty of war scroll changes, which means your points are going to move. There were points discounts on the Blood Secreta. It went down 20 points. Karanak, Scarbrand, Scarblood Wrath all went down 10 points. There were a bunch of point increases, though. The Blood Stoker, the Exalted Deathbringer, Garrix Reavers, Corgus Cull, the Skull Grinder, Skull Reapers, the Slaughter Priest, Valkia all went up 10 points. Drom Wounder of Worlds, the Corgoraths, Magor's Fiends, Mighty Lord of Corn, Skullmaster Herald of Corn, Skull Taker, the Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster all went up 20 points. Blood Warriors, Bloodthirst of Unfettered Fury, Lord of Corn on Juggernaut, and the Skull Cannons went up 30 points. The Bloodmaster Herald of Corn and the Mighty Skull Crushers went up 40 points. The Blood Crushers, the Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage, and the Herald of Corn on Blood Throne all went up 50 points. And Blood Letters went up 70 points. And if you missed it earlier, the new Realm Gore Ritualist comes in at 100 points. This updated Corn Battle Tome feels like how the lore describes them. Units have gained extra wounds, improved statistics, gotten faster, become more resistant to magic, and feels less reliant on the tricks of the old book. Bloodthirsters are a unit to genuinely fear, but it isn't your only source of power. While Valkia didn't get her new sculpt much to my rage, I do love her deep striking abilities that on a 2+, can pop a support hero. Mighty Skull Crushers can be some of the tankiest cavalry in the game. Scarbrand will still put the fear of corn into your enemies. Bloodletters getting two wounds might see them back on the tabletop, while the Bloodbound will be trading out a bunch of mortal wounds on death while boosting up your blood tithe. The new Realm Gore Ritualist is a decent addition to the roster, with a worthwhile War Scroll prayer, though it wouldn't be an auto-include in any of my lists. Demons seem stronger to me than the Bloodbound side, but that might be my preference to demons and a deep desire to run all Bloodthirsters, though I am pretty tempted to run Knights of the Bloody Throne with Skull Crushers and Blood Crushers. The 5 plus ward on demons while they're more than 8 inches from all enemies really appeals to me, but that's enough from me because there's a lot of changes and you know I will go deeper into this faction with some experienced players in the near future. But until then, I want you to let me know in the comment section what you think so far and what are your thoughts. Are there any War Scrolls that you now really like or ones that might want to go on holidays for a little bit? Let me know in the comment section. I'd be curious to hear from you what your takeaways were from this video. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. Now, if you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video as well as left me a comment with your thoughts. The conversation will continue over on Discord, and the link is down below in the episode description. I also want to give a massive shout out to the AOS Coach patrons and YouTube members who are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you are all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a double one on a spell cast.